0: Get ready to drop the puck, take a free throw, and step up to the plate. It's time for the Metro East Sports Podcast on lineupmedia.fm. From the lineup media studios in beautiful downtown Edwardsville, welcome to the Metro East Sports Podcast. Season number three, show number 43, recorded the week of Monday, January 2nd, 2023. Happy New Year, everybody. This is our second, no, it's our first official show of 2023, but still season three. Show number forty-three features Dane Walter, AD and basketball coach at Redbud High School, and Devin Hall, star football player and basketball player. Guest number two, Jürgen Hetner is back from Swick Women's Soccer, and he's bringing with him All-American Lexi Munoz. And guest number three, Alex Schobert from Belleville West, and he's bringing with him star basketball players David Marshall and Miles Liddell. Thanks to partners Cassins, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquee, Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oakbrook Golf Club, and Rosenthal License and Title Services. We're talking all things sports in the Metro East. I'm Dave Leip. Three things you can do to help. Number one, subscribe to this podcast. It's free. You're listening to it right now. So wherever you're listening to it, tell it, tell the program whether you're on Apple or whatever, that you want to subscribe. Number two, follow us on all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And number three, if you have a story idea, email me, please, at mespdave at gmail.com. And remember, you can nominate your favorite team for Integrity Spine and Joint Center Metro East Team of the Month. Could be a park and rec team, could be a middle school team, a high school team, you name it. To nominate a team for team of the month, send your suggestion to mespdave at gmail.com and please put team of the month in the subject line. All right, let's get to it. Thanks for making the drive, guys. Absolutely. Excited to be here.
1: You told me it's an hour? Yeah, it was a little over an hour from
0: Button. Well, I really appreciate it. Dane Walter, athletic director and boys basketball coach. Do you coach anything else? I do not. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And... Devin Hall, senior, welcome to the show. Thanks. All right. 384
1: students. Cahokia Conference. How long have you been the AD? This is my first year as athletic director.
0: No kidding. How
1: long have you been the basketball coach? This is year two at Red Bud. Where are you from? I'm from uh, Evansville, so Sparta School District, just down the road. Wait, from where? Evansville. There's an Evansville, Illinois? There is. Very small. Probably... I don't know even how many people. So live you there. went to Sparta High School, correct? Okay.
0: How's life as the AD at Redbud?
1: I'm loving it. Honestly, it's busy. It's a it's a different pace, but it it gives me a feel of involvement in in all the athletic programs. So pretty rewarding, even on you know on, on sports that I'm not coaching.
0: Are you full time AD or do you have to teach also?
1: We're small enough school. I got to teach also, so I'll. Uh, first couple hours of the day, I'll be in the weight room. And okay. PE? Yep. Okay, cool.
0: Are you working out Devin Hall in that weight room?
1: Devin Hall's in that weight room.
0: It's working. <laughs> Strong kid. Football player and basketball player, Devin. Yep. And you love them both? Yeah. And tell me about your football season that just concluded.
2: Uh, I mean, we, we went to the playoffs for the first – well, we went my freshman year, and then I think the COVID year was after that. So – our junior year, we didn't really do much. We were four and six. A lot of uh, a lot of juniors and sophomores. So our senior year, I mean, we kind of expected it. We played a uh, Nashville first round. I mean, we we knew we could get them. We knew we could what well, we could do. And then we played Altof, kind of a bigger school. So didn't go didn't go how we would like it to go. But I mean, yeah, you I mean, lost to a good team in the second round, though. Yeah, we did. All
0: right, coach. Uh, this basketball team, you're ten and five overall, one and two in the conference.
1: One and two in the conference. Yeah, we had a lost um, at Westland was our first um, our first conference loss. They beat us by four. Uh, then we beat Carlisle, and uh, we had a, a tough road loss at Chester.
0: I saw that on your schedule uh, on Max Preps. I wasn't able to find it on uh, StLouisSports.com, but you had the tough you had the tough one to Chester. But you guys really got off to kind of a hot start. Uh, Won your first five
1: in a row. Is that what I'm seeing here? We were, it wasn't five in a row. We think we, we lost game four to Carterville. Okay. That one's not on here. Yeah. Good. I'll leave that loss out there.
0: <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's leave, let's leave that one alone. Um, but describe the play of your team.
1: Uh, we're very guard oriented. Um, and then we have big man here sitting next to me that, that mixes into that group. Um, just, we're hard to guard. We're hard to guard. We got, uh, on any given night, you know, we have four or five guys, different leading scorer, four or five guys scoring in double figures. Um, we're, we're just a gritty defense. Our, our hands are all over the place. We're diving on the floor. Uh, we're playing hard
0: what's what's crazy when you look at when i look at your roster roster on max preps i told you this everybody has a position except for devin and he's just listed as senior i mean everybody's
2: center point
0: you know point guard shooting guard so what is your position
2: uh i would, like i don't know, i'm there to get rebounds really play defense score, score. forward
1: yeah he's a forward. power forward I, power forward i don't know uh i haven't done much much with max preps they i h s a promotes it and, and pushes it but I don't really update it. I put everything on STL today yeah, like so
0: Like Bryce Allen Aman is listed as a center and a power forward. But for Devin it just gets he just listed as a senior and then when you click on his profile it goes straight to football highlights. <laughs> what do you think you want to play? Do you think you want to keep playing something after Redbud High School, Devin, or is it just hey, whatever, let's let's see what happens?
2: Uh, I'm actually committed to uh, McKendry for football. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. And have they told you where they're going to use you? Oh, uh, yeah. Like defensive line, really. Hopefully they use me as like, I don't know, whatever they need. Whatever they need, I'll play. Any ideas what you want to study? Uh, like educational studies, maybe like be like a special ed teacher, something along those lines, a PE teacher or a coach someday.
0: How about that? Would you like to have this kid back to be a coach yeah. at Redbud I High School?
1: I already told him, go get your education and come back. You're going to be on staff.
0: That would be fun. Teaching is something that teaching and coaching is something that you're already thinking about, huh? Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Just remember all these coaches are contacts for you to, to get, to get a job one day. Right. All right. So you, you said the personality of their style of this team was gritty and defense oriented. Is that this particular team or is it in general for, for teams that you coach at red bud?
1: I mean, that's something I always try to push, but that's, that's this team in general. Last year we, we weren't that, um, we weren't that gritty. We weren't, we played hard. We guarded. We guarded hard. But this year, I mean, we're we're up a notch. We're up two notches. No, it's it's the personality of, of the kids on the team. I mean, and and you're looking at you know some of our stuff there. We're our last game we played against uh, Johnson City, who's right six eight six seven six five, um, and I'm starting Devin's six three, and then after that we're six two six foot five nine five five ten. You know, and it was the same thing. We beat Waterloo, who starts six, seven, six, 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 five. And Waterloo
0: then, will be what division for playoffs?
1: So, uh, they're three A school. We're two A. Yeah.
0: So yeah, they're. Well, I knew that that was the case in football, but in football,
1: football there's what eight, eight. classes? Right. Right. So they played uh, class five A playoffs this year.
0: We were two A playoffs this right. year. Okay. All right, so what's coming up next for you guys? Looks like
1: you've got a game, uh, Sparta. Uh, we're actually Oakville tomorrow, and then Sparta on Friday,
0: and then Freeburg's coming up, and then Westland and Chester. Or you've got tough teams
1: coming up. We yeah our uh, our our second half of the schedule is not going to be anything that's that's cupcake for, you know, by any means. We've got uh, we've got some good ones coming up. We got the we play in the Sparta Midwinter Classic, uh, so we could see. Uh, Murphysboro, there, Freeburg comes to that, and, and Sparta's good this year, so that'll be that'll be a good one for us Friday night. Also,
0: is it more fun for you to coach against your alma
1: mater? And what? And their their head coach is one of one of my buddies, so it's uh the first time I went back there, I was coaching at Waterloo actually, and it was a little bit weird, but I've been back, I've been back there enough times now. It's it's fun, it's fun. No one heckles you. No, nope. I I got a, a warm welcome back the first time, um, and then. We won. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, what other sports did you play at Sparta? Or were you just a basketball player?
1: No, I was. I was football, basketball, baseball whenever I was in high school. And then I actually uh, I played college baseball at Swick for for two years. And then actually played college basketball. And did you ever you played college basketball, baseball? Oh, baseball, you said. And then did you play in the Montclair League? I very limited time. Um, I had shoulder surgery. I played for the Belleville Rockies for. Uh, a month in the summer. And then that's whenever I decided I was retiring. And I, uh, SIU Carbondale after that, I didn't even finish playing the summer.
2: Mm.
0: We had the uh, guys from the 618 high school huddle in here. Uh, Jim Thompson, he just, he loves that league. And it's, it's fun to talk to them about
1: that. And that's a highly competitive league. It's,
2: yeah, it's, it's good baseball.
0: All right. Are you having fun, Devin at Red Bud High School?
2: Yeah. I mean
0: You know, everybody.
2: So, Yeah.
0: Did you grow up in the community yeah I did so these are the kids that you've been playing with your whole life so it means something to you to play for Red Bud high school yeah it does and I think Red Bud has one of the best mascots in the Metro East you agree
1: I do and I love the I mean I just the the logo we uh, a couple of years ago it was redone with a block M behind it and you don't see that anywhere the Musketeers. That's it.
0: I, I've I've never heard of any other Musketeer, and and but but your 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 mascot looks kind of like a cavalier. He doesn't look like a musket like the one that one that's on your shirt right now. I'm picturing more like Daniel Boone type type <laughs> yeah. Musketeer. No
1: older style. No. Yeah. You guys our, have changed that. Well, the, it's been this. Uh, well, the old one that was on Max Press, actually just switched it. Uh, whenever our football stuff was going on, it was a really old. Yeah. He won't well, know you if don't he's like holding that, anything, but. You
0: got to hold is, a musket. You got to hold. <laughs> if you're the musketeers, you need to be holding a musket. I hear you. Don't you think? But I guess in this PC I age of, of guns, it would make people nervous. Yep. But you could hold a pretend musket, I would imagine. Somebody does that.
1: This one here is just more, a more modern look.
0: I like it. Good for you. All right. I want to give you a chance to earn some extra credit in one of your classes tomorrow. Who's a, who's the teacher that that's really inspiring you? Or, or you've been on break. Have you been back yet this semester?
2: No, we go back uh, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday.
0: All new schedule.
2: Uh, kind of just couple couple classes switched around.
0: Who's the teacher that you're most looking forward to going back and seeing this semester? Now think about this carefully because you want to mention the teacher that could really give you some help in that class, right?
2: Uh, probably, probably uh, Mr. Bevin. What's yeah. he teach? Uh, he does like uh all like the uh, social study classes really.
0: A lot of social studies teachers get, get mentioned in here. Almost nobody ever mentions the English teacher, and it makes me so sad. Like, I feel like I feel like I need somebody to come in here and talk about, you know, my English teacher is really great, but it's always the social studies teacher. and Every once in a while, the science. So, all right.
1: How many of your athletes like to write papers and spend time doing that, though?
0: Well, but, yeah, I guess that's, I guess you're, well, but
1: I teach sports and lit. Oh. So, see? Yeah, that's interesting.
0: It is. It's, it's, uh. It's fantastic. Okay, I feel like if I was a basketball coach right now in the in the Metro East, I feel like I would be coaching basketball in a real hotbed right now. I feel like there's a ton of good basketball in the Metro East. You agree with that?
1: Absolutely. I mean, if you look at our uh, our our subsectional, where I mean we we're going to be I you mean know, we're, we're we're good we're talented this year, and we're going to be in a mix with. Uh, breeze central modern day pickneyville nashville columbia freeburg i mean so you're talking that divided in half there's going to be some 20 win teams who are booted in the first night
0: how do you explain that why is there so much good basketball played in our area
1: it's a good question. Is there any is there know. any
0: is there an explanation for it? Because I'm looking at the I'm looking at the big school rankings and the small school rankings for the St. Louis metropolitan area and they're littered with with teams from the Metro East. And then I feel like soccer soccer is a real hotbed here too right now. But it's like well, where's all the basketball talent coming from? Why is there so much basketball talent right now in the Metro East? And, and, and it is unusual.
1: And I don't think it's the same as soccer. I think soccer they're getting training and they're going to the city and they're right. and I don't think that's the case with with basketball. I you know, Clayton yeah. County, they're not that's all they do is play basketball 365 days a year, but they're not going to St. Louis and you know and, and getting the, you know the the best of the best trainings like I think soccer players are around here.
0: I noticed that you're in Randolph County.
1: We are in Randolph.
0: I think you're the only team that I've ever talked about that is in Randolph County. I, th- I just assumed you were in Monroe County. Nope. We're, I mean,
1: the uh, county Line's just outside
0: okay. town. But. All right. What's unique to being the athletic director at Redbud High School? What is it that the Redbud High School – why is your job different than the AD at Edwardsville, Collinsville, Alton, Breeze?
1: Well, I just – I think the smaller – the small town – and our our community support is is phenomenal. Um, you you need something or want something, and you've got you've got a group of people who are there, and have it. They're working on it before you hang up the phone. I mean we we hosted a uh, kind of like a, a college game day style tailgate before the Nashville game, and uh, our principal grilled out, and I made one phone call, and we had donations from community members, businesses, uh all the food was, all the meat was donated, all the drinks were donated, sides were donated. Uh people were were, were dropping off monetary donations to help pay for other stuff. It's just you lose some of that community pride in a, in a bigger school. So I think that's what makes you know, we we got a lot of, of, of pride in our school and our community and that that's what makes Redbud great.
0: People who live in Redbud, typically their occupation is.
1: You, you've you got all the way from top to bottom. You've got people who are who are big time farmers to people who are driving the city for work. I mean, making that commute back and forth. So we, we've got, you know, some top to bottom. Yeah. As far as. But there's no industry there. We've got a lot of industry. You've got Redbud RBI, Redbud Industry. um, You've got, like, Raceline and... Uh, so you've got some
0: manufacturing... Some manufacturing jobs. That gives uh, you good s- some good stability then.
1: And then we got... Uh, it used to be Weirs, It's Ed Morse who does all the, the parts, auto parts. is like, I don't know, number one in the nation or something for delivery. They're big
2: old warehouse outside of town there.
0: I'm going to put you on the spot now, too. What has Redbud given
2: you? Uh, just, like, a lot of... Com- like, the community is awesome there. Like, everybody shows out for every game. I mean... Even the games that really don't matter, there was a lot of people there for football games. I mean, people coming from basketball games. It was just everybody, everybody shows support for everybody around Redwood.
0: Feels like home. It is home. Mm-hmm. How about a spring sport for you, Devin?
2: Uh, baseball. Did you play baseball last year? Yeah, I did.
0: No track. I thought you were gonna say track. No, I might, I might throw a little bit this year. We'll see. But no, no sprinting, no running. I
1: thought for sure you were gonna say that, but nope. Oh. You got plenty of those at Redbud, huh? Yeah, we got we got our we got some sprinters faster than Devin, and that's what you're
0: working on in the weight room in the morning, right? Those first two hours. So do you have Do you have athletic PE or not?
1: We yeah, we are in the weight room. We have we have a regular PE and then we have uh, weight training. So yeah, yeah I'll have. Why, got and this, and kid. it's not just athletes. Other other you know general population can take okay. weights also.
0: All right. This is a question I always ask young coaches. So you've been at this how many years? I'm in year eleven. Okay. Is the program where you want it after a little over a decade?
1: Well, I've, I'm only in year two of of coaching at Redbud, uh, but I think that from where we started, uh, June of last year, last year, two years ago, right. to where we're at today, yes, we're we're making strides and and last year you know we had some seniors who helped set that foundation but this group here is a group of of workers and and they're they're not afraid of a challenge um and they you know they're not afraid of accountability and they hold each other accountable and that's that's the standard that that needed to be set and that's how you that's how you build this thing up so do you have the kids as the leaders in your? Th- this is your third year. You said this is year two as a head okay. coach. Okay, okay. So yeah, I mean, we have Devin's one of our, our our team captains, and we have another another young man who's a, a vocal leader, um, and they lead by example. So th- these guys, uh, I'll pull him. I'll pull Devin aside and say, "Hey, practice isn't going where it needs to be. Fix it." How do you fix it? You Just gotta tell him. Really,
0: they'll listen. If you, tell them. you think it's more impactful coming from you than a coach even because you're a you're a kid, you're you're you're
2: a friend. Yeah, I think it does. I mean everybody, I mean all these kids that are playing, have had coaches say stuff to them, but like honestly, if it's a captain or a teammate that says something that don't you don't think or you don't think where you're at right now is going good and if they say something, it'll it'll most likely change.
0: You like being a leader or would you rather just be one of the guys?
2: I like being a leader.
1: Is this kid a natural born leader? He's a he's a natural born leader, and and people listen, people follow. What are you going to miss about him next year? That right there,
0: the leadership is the leadership, just as important as his ability to pull down rebounds.
1: Absolutely, because he it, that leadership, it it impacts other people other than just himself. You know, like I said, if I can I can have him, I can get on a kid. Or I can say, hey, help me out with this. And, and coming from a coming from a teammate, you know, coach is always mad. Quite coach, coach that you know, coming from a teammate, hey, you're not doing what you think you're doing, fix it. What's it like
2: playing for Coach Walter? Uh it really depends, honestly. I mean sometimes I mean, sometimes it can be good. I mean, it's not really bad. I mean, ever since he came here we've had better like a couple years ago just wasn't wasn't like how I liked it, but now we're just more of like a family family really like it feels kind of like football, but I mean, of course every sport has a different feeling, but now it's just like family really. What's it like for you to go from football to basketball? Uh, well, I mean you can't really just like push anybody around in basketball. I mean, in football you can just, you can play more physical and everything. I mean you still can play physical in fo- and uh in basketball, but there's 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 a uh, limitations to that definitely so, yeah.
0: do people underestimate how physical basketball is where you play it under the rim
2: well I mean yeah yeah no I guess I mean some people know but there's some elbows thrown around down there getting hit in the mouth sometimes he's got to play be stronger be a stronger guy I mean a lot of guys we play against I'm stronger than so he's got to be a physical player right very much so yeah,
0: he's yeah. A big old kid loves to loves to throw people around down there
1: He's not getting pushed around too much. I can tell you that. He's usually doing the the pushing around. All right. What are you going to miss? Last question.
2: What are you going to miss about Red Bud next year? Um, all like all the kids I've grown up with. I mean, there's kids that I've grown up with for my whole life that are younger than me that have been like family. Like, there's the Lux and everything. Chase, Luck, and all them. I've been playing football with them kids for years. So I'm going to miss it, but I'm still going to come back and watch and play because I'm right down the road. So. Anything else you want to say about Redbud High School and the great
0: things going on there? Before you get out of here, making your long trek back to
1: Randolph County. Oh, I just I am having fun with it. I am loving it. It's a it's a great community. Um,
0: great place to be. Keep doing it. The community needs you, and it needs it needs young, energetic people like you and and you, winning and and playing with pride. Any projects going on there as the AD? The things you are raising money for?
1: Nothing big yet. It's. Year one, so I, I was my my uh, my mentor, Carti. I took over for said don't bite off anything too crazy yet. If there's a reason we told him no probably the first time. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll have some things coming.
0: And now you know I I said last question, but I lied. I want to ask you one more. Are there any ads or coaches that you talk to that you get advice from that you reach out to locally that when you when you have questions?
1: Yeah, Matt Lahr at, at Freeburg is a go-to, and Scott Battis at Masuda is a go-to for yeah, me. I figured so. Battis is Battis is killing the game. He really is. He's awesome. What do you learn from those two guys? I take what they're doing and and, and try to, you know, what Battis is doing in Masuda is is phenomenal. So if, if I can take a couple of those things and, and but be it, more specific, what is it that he's doing? He he is branding. He promotes and he does. So much for the student-athletes. So much for the student-athletes.
0: The energy. The ideas. The innovation. And the his, improvement and in facilities. And his outfits. Yeah. Don't <laughs> ridiculous ridiculous tennis shoes. All right. <laughs> Dane Walter. Thanks so much. AD basketball coach at Red Bud High School you year number two. And year number what is AD? Uh, year, first year is AD. First year is AD. Second year as head basketball. Second year at
1: Red Bud. You're
0: 11 is, as a head basketball coach. And Devin Hall, senior basketball player, great football player, going to continue his football career locally at McKendry next year? Yep. Congratulations on that. We'll be I want you back next year to talk about playing at McKendry.
2: Oh, for sure, for sure.
0: Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Guest number 2 tonight, Jurgen Hetner and Lexi Muñoz from Swick women's soccer, which had another outstanding year this year. Thanks to partner Cassens, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, the number one place to purchase a vehicle in the Metro East. If you're in the market for a new or a pre owned car, check out Cassens Inventory in person where they've been for 25 years or online at Cassens.com. Cassens has earned the highest ratings for customer service. Their expert staff is committed to making your car buying experience enjoyable, including com- convenient on site financing. I've purchased four vehicles there, and I will not buy a car or a truck or a minivan anyplace else. With over 80 years of experience in the Metro East, Cassens is the clear-cut leader for quality, service, and customer satisfaction. Go see Steve, Cliff, Holly, Greg, Bob, Mike, or Trent today. And Andy Calloway of Calloway Home Loans saves me money every month now, and he'll save my family thousands in the long run. How? He refinanced my existing mortgage, and he can do the same for you. Rates are low, but they're all over the place, and you need to take advantage of an easy, fast, and affordable way to refinance. They do conventional FHA and VA loans. And ask for the MESP special. If you refinance with Andy, he'll donate $100 to the Metro East Junior High, High School, or Junior College team of your choice. Refinance with Andy today at 618-830-3332. Save money and support your favorite team in the Metro East, and you refinance with Andy, and he'll give a hundred bucks to Swick Women's Soccer. How would you feel about that, Jurgen?
3: That sounds like a great idea. Let's you know, let's refinance then.
0: <laughs> Lexi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Back to back national tournament experience, yeah. qualifications. Coach, congrats! Another good year.
3: Well, appreciate it. Thank you. Good teams make uh, make you know make, make winners. Make you look smart.
0: That's it. Lexi, 5'5, five, at five, least you're hiding them in the in the program, <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell people. 5'5 five, five, sophomore defensive player from Collinsville High School. Yep. Congrats on a great career, on a great career at Swig. That means two years you played and twice you qualified for the national tournament. Yeah. It's pretty cool, huh? It
4: was. It is cool.
0: How was high school soccer different from the next level for you, Lexi?
4: Um, well, my mom. Is a coach at Collinsville High School, so transitioning from Swick was completely different, really. Yeah,
0: so you weren't playing for your mom anymore, yes, but your mom was getting you ready for co- for college soccer the whole time, though, yeah, in high school, right? Yeah, she so, was pushing me. So, in terms of skill and level of play, did you feel like your time at Collinsville got you ready, yeah, for playing at the highest level nationally in, in JUCOS?
4: Yes,
3: cool. Yeah.
0: All right, describe her play, let's talk about her for a second.
3: Well, uh, I you know I got to see her uh, in high school, but I got to see her also in club soccer. And I, literally, to be honest with you, I didn't put one and one together that she was the daughter of uh, Jody at uh, Caneswell. So when I went to a select game watching her, scouting her, I go like, "Oh, you know, that's number nine. I got to have her. She's uh, she's phenomenal." So I talked to the mom and I go like, "She was there." I go like, hey, what are you doing here? And she said, well, I'm... Um, Watching my daughter. Watching my daughter. And I go like, well, who's your daughter? And she said, number nine. Yeah, so...
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Did you play in the back for the club too? Yeah. Yep. You yep. always played back there?
3: Yes, yeah, center back.
0: Why? You, um, like be, you like being back there?
4: Well, my mom was center back, so she just put me in that role, and I liked it ever since.
0: It takes a special player. What do you look for in a player who plays well in the back, Jürgen?
3: Well, they've a. Good, they got to have a great field vision. Uh, they got to be very composed on the ball, not get rattled. Uh, and, you know, like they got to anticipate very well. I mean, they have to anticipate before things happen. And uh, all those three things were very important. And I brought, and I think uh, Lexi brought it into the table.
0: Not getting rattled inside your own 18, especially because then you give away that
1: PK.
3: Yeah. Right? Yep. You got to be cool. Got to be, got to be calm all the time, and obviously you're going to be. Sometimes you're going to have the ball. You're going to uh, be pressured by two or three people, and you know what you do with the ball then is very really important. And you know sometimes when you look at, or most of the time when you looked at Lexi, you could tell she just didn't, didn't look like it faced her at all. She just was calm all the time.
0: You're going to miss this girl next year on that back line, but you're still going to have a lot of talent back on your team.
3: Yeah, we are pretty good, talented coming back, but we're going to miss two or three players who are going to graduate. And uh, there's more than that, but, I mean, there's two or three players you definitely going to go like as a coach. don't know how to replace them.
0: All right, let's talk about this year in particular. How would you describe this year?
3: Well, we started off, uh, it was kind of interesting. We had, to, we had to rebuild some things. We had a lot of injuries. We, one of our main players uh, on our team uh, was out with an ACL, uh, a leading scorer. So we had re- rehashed the team. Uh, a few games in, I would say four or five, six games in, after we lost like the first, I would say out oh, of the first six, we lost four. Uh, we had to you know, redo our lineup, and that's when we kind of changed the defense a little bit, midfield. And after that, the team was never looking back. It, it just kept start rolling. We would start winning games. We shutting out teams. We only gave up a few goals here and there, one goal. And then the team just became uh, probably. The best uh, Swick team I've seen since I've been at Swick.
0: Really? Yep. And you were at St. Louis Community College before you came to Swick.
3: Yep. Uh, from 2009 to 2014, I was at St. Louis. So yes. it was
0: the was it the best Swick team that you've seen, ever since you've seen Swick, either coaching or playing against, coaching against. Was there a better team?
3: Well, I I have to say that Swick had some really good teams over the years. Uh, even that a Coach prior to me, uh, Chad Lingle had some some fantastic Swick teams. But I only kind of I only going to speak for the teams I coached, and right. I definitely think uh, that team was just every all the way around as a, the people, the soccer ability, the soccer smarts, IQ. It was the best team we had.
0: Mm. Congratulations, good for you. And and was that because you did an awesome job of recruiting?
3: Well, you know, recruiting is a big is a big part of it. There's no question. And I had some help there too. I always have great assistant coaches who helped with the, with the recruiting part. So we, there was a lot of help. But then the players, the right combination of players. That was just this year. Just it was like a perfect storm coming together.
0: And at Swick, you've got a man coaching the women and a woman coaching the men, and everybody's happy.
3: Uh, that that's the fantastic part about Swick. I mean, uh, you know, uh, with Lindsay, she was an assistant coach at Swick, and she done a great uh, job on the women's team, and then becoming the men's coach, she just stepped right in it, and uh, you know that uh, the attitude. And uh, how the men's this you know the, the last few years was a little bit of a Debbie Downer for them, so this year they are positive all positive and uh, you know they had a they had a good year.
0: Yes. I had her on the show and she talked very highly of you and she t- she talked about the the very positive rapport that you two have, and I think that's really cool. All right, yep. next step for you, Lexi. Do you know what you're going to do next?
4: I'm looking at a couple colleges, but I do want to continue playing soccer after this.
0: And you want to mention the schools? If you don't want to, you don't have to.
4: Um, I'm looking – I talked to umsol McKendry, and Culver Stockton so far.
0: Very good. Good for you. And any ideas what you want to study or what you want to continue to study?
4: Um, no, I'm still undecided. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's fine. You've got lots of time. <laughs> okay. I sort of feel, Jurgen like recruiting – where we are is, is pretty easy in the sense that there's a lot of good soccer right outside your back door. For example, the player to your right played right ne- you know, within the same county. Backyard. St. Clair. Yeah, backyard, so to speak. True or false?
3: Absolutely, you're correct. I mean, there's, as a junior college coach or as a college coach in, in general around this area, shouldn't have any problems recruiting.
0: And where do you typically, where are you looking? Are you looking at, at the high school games or the club games or both?
3: Mm, well, I, uh, both. Both are definitely club, uh, but in high school too. And because it's a junior college, you probably have to wait a little bit longer to, if you go out there and try to recruit as a sophomore, uh, a kid as a sophomore in high school, they're not going to make a decision to go to junior college when they're a sophomore because they still believe they can go Division one or Division two or what have you. So that it takes a special recruiting to get the junior college kid. And uh, a lot of them we get from uh, from from high school, but definitely if, uh, they, you start looking at uh, at uh, club level.
0: And I'm looking at your roster, and it looks like four girls from Collinsville High School last year. You got girls from Waterloo, Triad, Belleville, and then you've got two girls from Columbia. How'd you get those girls?
3: Well. Um we were trying to call uh, recruiting Columbia, Illinois, and went up. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, there was the, the, the one of the Colombian kids, uh, Sophia Hernandez. Uh, uh, she was actually out there looking in the United States to go to a college, and we connected with her that way and brought her in, and she turned out to be a fantastic big uh, two-time All-American and uh, and then when we were looking for some more defensive players, she said, hey, I got a good friend of yeah. mine. And so that's how we got, we end up with the two kids from Columbia.
0: It, you know, colleges are just that way. I remember going to play tennis at uh, Tennessee Martin, and they had five Swedes on their team. And this is like, what's going on here, man? Yep. Crazy. That's how it works. Yep. Okay, describe the style and, and difference in play between club soccer and high school soccer, in your opinion. Was there a big difference in the in what happened on the pitch, Lexi?
4: Uh, I would say yes. I feel like it's hard to – I feel like club's way different because we come from everywhere, and then we just work it and we're good. And then in high school, you have to work with what you have, which, I mean, all high schools are good, but you have to work with what you have. You can't just recruit or, like, go – Other cities like Select does, so it's different,
0: and I think it's also different in terms of the physicality. Yeah, would you say high school soccer is a lot more physical than club or not? Equal,
4: equal, it depends on who you're playing against, I'd say.
0: Interesting, and playing at Collinsville High School, you played a tough schedule because you're still playing against all the girls that are on your team. Yeah, you're playing against Triad, you're playing against Granite City, you're playing against Edwardsville and Alton, so. I think if you play high school soccer in this area, it gives you a good competitive experience. Where maybe that's not true everywhere.
4: Yeah, the southwestern conference is one of the best in the state. I'd say.
0: Do you look for girls who play high school, or does it matter to you?
3: Uh, you know, I like uh, I like um, I like them when they play high school because when they play high school, then they are used to uh, you know, like in the spring every day practice every day if there's not a practice there's a game they only have maybe sundays off so they're kind of used to, to be on top of each other for like you know three months when I mean, you go to college that's what you want you want to understand you have to recruit kids who are going to be able to be on top of each other get on each other's nerves i mean they get on each other's nerves because they are together for like three and a half months four months in, in college so high school experience is important yes
0: how's it been for you coaching women
3: uh, I love it. I had, uh, you know, I coached men's before, and then uh, I knew that kind of, you know, stumbled into uh, coaching uh, girls' soccer. It was actually at uh, at uh, althoff and then I once again I stumbled into the college scene, same way. Uh, somebody looked for a coach. I didn't want to do it. End up doing it anyway, and uh, I love it. You know, I love. Uh, I have two daughters myself, and uh, I coach them. Uh, coach one of them at least. Uh, and uh, yep. Women's soccer, I think the girls are a little bit more appreciative of things than boys. Boys it's sometimes it's cool too because you know, like you get the physicality and uh, practice you maybe can kick him in the rear a little bit harder than you wanna do with the girls, but no, it's fun coaching girls.
0: I agree with you that girls tend to be more appreciative yes. of, of the coaching, less less hard headed, a little bit less resistant. And I gotta think I think one of the hardest things and one of the hardest things in coaching is coaching a team to play soccer together. How do you coach a team to, to maintain a shape and to, and to all play the same philosophy?
3: Uh, Yep. You know, I think practices when you do in practice, uh, you just gotta. but you gotta have the players. I mean, that's what I'm, that's, you could sit there and you want to show them kids. or you want to want them to play a system they're not used to becomes sometimes difficult, but, when you have a smart team, I feel like this year we had a really open-minded team, very smart, uh, very receptive to everything what the coach says, and then they buy into the system. And that's what they did. They bought into the system, and then when you obviously start winning games, then it's easier to buy into the system. And that's what we did. We start winning, and then kids just buy into it. Girls more so than boys. Boys you got to convince. Girls are easier, I don't know how to put it, not convincing is maybe the wrong word for that, but... Uh, if if you show the girls and they believe in the coach, they will just they run through a wall for you. Yeah.
0: Anson Dorrance said, "You got to spend your time with girls, convincing them that they're better than they think they are." That's correct. With the boys, you got to convince them that you know more than them.
3: That's that's one hundred percent correct.
0: And uh, I know that you know who Anson Dorrance is. Yes. So, talk about your soccer journey. You came here from Germany.
3: Yes. Yep. Yeah. I was uh, well. I came for no other reason over here than. Uh, Obviously, uh, once again, a woman. So it was, uh, you know, girl soccer. Woman, uh, I met her over there in Germany, and uh, she was on vacation and came over to the United States, and I followed her. So when I ended up over here in the in the good old U.S., uh, missed soccer a lot. It was 1985. I ran into a guy named Mike Moore, and uh, he kind of got me going into soccer over here, and. Uh, and you know he was laid on. He was instrumental uh, for me to get uh, you know play uh, coach at a uh, high school level, uh, hooked me up his coaching license. Uh, uh, back then in Evansville, there was uh, there was uh, a lot of coaching licensing going on, uh, and end up end up uh, club soccer, high school soccer, and then college soccer. And everywhere I went, there was always like somehow Mike Moore involved. Yep. Yeah.
0: So you've been here for quite a while. Yep. Has the soccer scene changed? During the time that you've been here in the Metro
3: East, tremendously. Uh, soccer is, uh, I think, Metro East has always been pretty good in soccer, but uh, the, the level is amazing here. The coaching is totally different. It's better. It's, the, the, I mean, it's, it's, it's. Uh, there's nothing. I don't, I don't can say in the rest of the United States. I've not been everywhere, but I think what we do here in the Midwest, it, it's, it's superb soccer, no, no question.
0: Coming from Germany, I think it might surprise some people to hear you say that.
3: Uh, well, they probably my relatives in Germany would say he's been over there too long now. Now he starts believing in American soccer, but no, the sport, the soccer over here is definitive on a on a high level. Women's soccer, I have to say this, has been on a high level all as long as I, I can look back.
0: I think women's World Cup, our women's national team is is better than anybody else's.
3: Absolutely, Women year soccer. after year,
0: Yep. going back to the to the to the Mia Hamm Michelle Akers era. And that's that's my only gripe is when we hire not an American female to coach our national team cuz I feel like come on we, we, we had we had women on our national team who won championships before any European we won the first world cup yeah and the most since so
3: well it's, but it's coming around i mean you can tell it takes a little while but if even if you look at the united states what they do with women in sports or in coaching we are still ahead of european countries So when you look in Germany or look in England or the United States, is still ahead. Are we still far behind when it compares to to the men? But at the same token, here in the country, we are further ahead than the rest of the world is when it comes to the U.S. About you know equal in with women.
0: What will it take for the U.S. men to catch up with the rest of the world to be spoken of in the same language as Brazil, Argentina, England, Germany? France. Uh,
3: I don't know I mean that's uh, it's a tough question I mean you know like you get a look at the US I mean we are when you look over here we got you know, we get a, a fabulous hockey we are we are really good in football we are really good in baseball and then we want to be really good in soccer so if we would have the same scenario like the European countries have where the number one sport in the world in, in the, our country would be uh, soccer and football wouldn't be, uh, 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 or hockey wouldn't take the athletes away. Who knows what the U.S. would be today? I think yep. that's that's a big, it's a big factor why the U.S. is still a little bit struggling in, with the world. One hundred percent.
0: Maybe not at Collinsville High School. Maybe Reiniger is the best athlete in the school, and he plays soccer and volleyball. But at most schools, the sco- the sports that attract the best athlete in the male community, sometimes it's not soccer. Most yeah. often it's basketball football baseball sometimes right so soccer sometimes. Right. just
3: on the whole yes
0: are you guys excited for st louis city
3: soccer yeah
4: very excited will you be there yeah well, Jürgen,
3: i got uh i got uh, season tickets so yes i'm gonna be there i'll have plenty of them so i can take some of my girls with me
0: that'll be fun yes okay well, what are you gonna miss about playing for Jürgen next year lexi
4: oh i'm gonna miss everything Honestly, he was the one of the best coaches I've ever had. You can't he, say
0: the best cuz your mom is your other coach. So your mom's going to hear this and oh she's sh- going to be she's going to ground you.
4: No. She's going to understand. No, but you're going to did everything for me and he was always positive, always believed in me and he was one of the best coaches I've ever had, so.
0: Positive. Is that your is that your philosophy, Jurgen? you seem like a very positive guy. Mm,
3: I, don't, I, I wouldn't describe myself positive, but uh, you know I, I appreciate it. I think uh, what, what, what I did with some of the players and Lexi, one of them, uh, you look at their qualities and, and you keep telling them tell them about their qualities uh, and then work on their shortcomings maybe as you talk about their qualities. And I think that's what she concedes, you know, considers positive, and uh, I appreciate that. You know, but she had some great coaches. I mean, she had a great select soccer coach, uh, Chase Mathenia uh, himself, a, a good coach and uh, 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 coaching Barbara West. Uh, the mom, I mean, her standout soccer player when the McHenry standout player at McHenry. I mean, just the jeans, the and then when you go home, you obviously talk about that stuff. And the, the mom is probably the best advice she can, you know, can give great some soccer advice. And uh, I got to come in at the tail end just kind of cashing in on those two people in front of me. And by the way, I don't know, uh, 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 Lexi became this year also at, at Swick She became uh, All-American. So she's uh, she got All-American vote on and on the NASCAA and, and also on the NJCAA.
0: And all American's a big deal. Yeah. So congratulations to you. How would Thank you describe you. your game? You heard a coach describe your game. How would you describe your game?
4: I would describe... I'm very calm, I'd say. I don't I don't do deal with any of the girls. I just play simple, and that's it.
0: Get the ball where it needs to yes. go. Take take care of your defensive responsibilities. Does that come from your mom, or does that come from you? A little bit of
3: both?
4: Yeah, I'd say my mom, too. Majority.
0: Cool. All right, what's the future?
3: Well, we're we hoping, you know, hopefully we can go back this upcoming fall here and uh, pick up where we left off and, Maybe do a little bit more.
0: And you found a home there in Swick. Uh, you're gonna be there for a while, huh? Uh
3: well, you know, I'm getting I'm getting older too. So uh I, I like it what I'm doing. So right now I don't look for I have not uh, discussed her time and so I'm um, yeah, a few more years. Who's the AD there? Uh Mike Inger.
0: All right. Yeah. Jurgen Hetner, Lexi Munoz, thanks so much for coming by, guys. Thank, Thank you. you.
3: Thank you for having us.
0: All right, guest number three tonight from Belleville West High School, coach Alex Schobert and star players David Marshall and Miles Liddell. But first, if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Metro East on the Illinois or the Missouri side, please give our partners at Keller Williams Marquee, Jeb, and Ginger Blassingame the chance to serve you. They have offices in Waterloo, O'Fallon, and Edwardsville with more than 130 agents. The Blassingames are a family-owned business that has helped over 5,000 families find just the right home. The Lipes are one of those families. Jeb and Ginger sold our house quickly because they're experts at staging and pricing and they helped us find the perfect home and they can do the same for you. No wonder they're ranked in the top 10 real estate teams in North America. Give Jeb and Ginger Blasting Game a call at 618-578-9276 or check them out online at BlastingGameGroup.com. You will not be disappointed. And... This warm weather, it's like 65 degrees a day, Coach. This this warm weather has got me thinking about golf. Located northeast of Edwardsville, Oak Brook Golf Club is a family-owned 27-hole public golf facility. Their goal is to offer the highest quality golf experience for a reasonable fee. Oak Brook is consistently recognized for awards such as friendliest staff, best course to host a fundraiser, and best senior scramble in the bi-state area. From fundraisers to leagues to instruction to an afternoon out on the links by yourself, the Brook wants to win your business. I've personally played and hosted multiple golf scrambles there, and I can attest, Mike Surrey and his staff are the best. To book your tee time or to start organizing your next fundraising scramble, give them a call at 656-5600 or check them out, check them out online at oakbrookgc.com. All right, Maroons, welcome to the show.
5: Thanks for having us. Excited to be here again. So
0: you had uh, teacher meetings today, yeah, huh? Did, yeah. Tough going back after a long holiday Christmas break, right?
5: It can be, but, but ready to get back in the swing of things.
0: Well, I know you're two star shooting power forwards, David Marshall and Miles Liddell. I know you guys are looking, back to going, looking forward to going back to school tomorrow, right? Nah. Um, get out of here. I
6: don't know so much about that.
0: I talked to, to Miss Menerrick today, David, and she said that you were one of the best students she had all year last really?
7: year. That's because I didn't talk.
0: <laughs> well, you're on a podcast now, so please talk. All right, guys, let's start with the boys. How would you describe this season so far? This season so far,
6: I'll say it's it's been pretty up and down, but I feel like we'll eventually go play good, and then some days we'll, like, take a step back or two, but then but we always come back and
7: just play better than ever the next day. Yeah, like he said, it's up and down, but we just got to find a way to stay consistent on what we do.
0: So I think your record is very deceiving because you're 5-7, and seven, including 0-3 in the conference, but your three conference losses are to three of the top five teams in the St. Louis area. I feel like the Southwestern Conference is normally tough, but I feel like this year is one of the deepest years I've ever seen in the conference coach.
5: Yeah, this year. Well, like you said, every year it's super competitive in the conference. And I I think we, I always tell these guys, we play in one of the best conferences, if not the best conference in the state year in and year out. And yeah, this year is no different. And I I think this year, like you said, um, even more than ever, there's, there's a lot of balance throughout the conference as well. Um,
0: any team can beat you on any given night. And and that's definitely the case this year. These two guys here are probably a similar type of player, both juniors, both tall kids, both, both shooters. Are they similar style for, for these guys?
5: They are. And, um, but they both have differences to their games as well. And, And one of the things they do very well for us, both of them, even though they're guards is they rebound the basketball extremely well, especially on the offensive side of the floor. And, uh, we're, just working every day to get better, and uh, they've both made great improvements to their game in the offseason, which is why we've had some success. They've been a big part of that.
0: Describe the style of your team this year. What are you guys playing?
5: Our our mindset starts on the defensive end of the floor, and we know that to be a competitive team, we have to we have to sit down and guard and, and take away team strengths on that side, and then from there, we have uh, no size, especially in terms of those teams you mentioned in the conference, yeah. you know, these are two of our tallest players sitting here. So uh, I think, you know, our biggest guy is three. So we have to play up and down. We, gotta, we try to get the ball out and go and play fast. And
0: so you don't have a true center? No, we say? don't.
5: We do not have a center. We don't have a, we don't have a single true post player, really. Really? Um, so we have to look for ways to get the ball inside uh, a little more creatively, um, try to get paint touches, dribble penetration, and then kick out to guys that can shoot the basketball.
0: Are you cha- uh, changing your style as a coach depending on the players that you have? Is that the style that you would normally play? Or if you had a big kid, you would play a different style of basketball, right? Yeah,
5: definitely. You have to, I think that's coaching high school. You have to adjust each season to your personnel. It's not like the college level where you can go out and recruit somebody um, and, and bring somebody in.
0: Or pro level where you can go out and buy somebody? Cor- correct,
5: correct. It's different. So you got to adjust to your players' strengths and maximize those strengths and make sure they're successful.
0: David Marshall, Jr., 126 points this year. Last year I had you on the show as a sophomore, and it felt like you were just getting used to being a starter. This year, is it fair to say that you're settling into your role as as one of the guys that the Maroons are looking for to score?
7: Well, yeah, last year I was more dependent on like scoring because we didn't have that many people scoring. But now I couldn't pass. I don't have to be dependent on the score because Miles too, two. too.
0: All right, Miles, you having fun this year as a junior on the Maroons? Us, definitely. What are these guys like to coach? Coach. What's that? How are these guys – how oh. is it coaching these guys? Oh, well, they're they're here because these
5: these guys are two of the more coachable guys we have in our program. You know, anytime you ask them something, you know they're going to try their best to to do it and to execute. Um, and and we're still young, and like they said, we're struggling with consistency because of that. Uh, when you think – about the top teams in our conference, I think they're still very senior heavy. And we, we aren't. Uh, we have three seniors on the team this year. We have one who's a starter and our leading rebounder, uh, Quincy Cotton. But outside of that, we're pretty much all juniors. Uh, sophomore and freshman are getting some major minutes as well. So um,
0: just trying to be more consistent every day. So you feel like you're good this year, but you feel like you're building with all these juniors this year? Absolutely, definitely. Looking big picture? Still teaching English? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to having kids tomorrow, right? Junior American Lit.
5: Yep. Still five sections of junior.
0: So you're about ready to get into transcendentalism and Ralph Waldo Emerson, or did you already do that stuff? <laughs> we actually
5: wrapped uh, wrapped Come up on, last Dave. semester with that. David's yeah. rolling these the guys eyes of this talk.
7: No, no, not know none of that. Yeah. Come on, man. You will. Do
5: you, do you have any of these guys in class right now? I do not, which is rare. I usually I have <laughs> I have my guys in class, uh, and this year I don't think I have anybody. So I got to
0: keep tabs on them. All right, David. What's it like playing for Coach Schobert?
7: I mean, it's fun at times. Like the other day when practice, that was like the hardest practice all year. We ran. My team ran a lot because we kept losing, but like it was to get us better and to be the tougher team.
0: And you're a former collegiate basketball player. I remember reading reading your bio last year. Do you ever get in there and 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 play with the kids still?
5: I I hadn't. Recently, and then this summer, I decided to have a little fun with it, and I um, tried try to stay in shape, and I, I did. And you know, these well, I don't know if Miles was there the couple days I did that. Uh, we had a couple open gyms left at the end of the summer schedule, but David can tell you about that.
0: How'd that go, David? When Coach got in
7: there, and I ain't gonna lie, he be, he giving us buckets, but he wasn't giving <laughs> me buckets. It was our center he was giving buckets to because he couldn't. He was guarding me. He couldn't guard me. So I was like, as long as I'm getting buckets on him, I'm straight.
5: And getting older, I struggle on the defensive end a little bit, but.
0: I wouldn't want to try I wouldn't want to cover either either one of these guys. No, no. no. I mean they're <laughs> slashers. All right, Miles, describe your game.
6: Um, my game, I try to be like the guy on the floor with the motor and stuff like that and going for the boards and being the guy that you can depend on defense. Well, I try to work on that a lot. Well, scoring has been like coming to me more recently for like more looks as I get more aggressively on the floor and like I also try to be like a passer, too. If I see one of my teammates open, I will most likely kick the ball to them.
0: Averaging almost 14 points a game, I'd say that those offensive opportunities are coming to you more this year, and it's got to feel a little bit more comfortable for you this year as opposed to your sophomore year. Yes, sir. And you guys got to be looking forward to your senior years, juniors playing together. How long have you guys played together? Did you meet in high school or did you play together as kids um, before high school? Did you guys play together pre-high school?
6: No, we did not play in middle school, but we've been playing on the same summer team, the South Illinois Jets, and we've been building some chemistry on there, too, so I feel like we're we're a pretty solid duo.
0: The time you're putting in together in the summer is paying off now for the Maroons? Yes, sir. All right, looking forward to big things out of these guys the rest of this year, Coach?
5: Yeah, definitely. These guys both. When I when I talk about having a defensive mindset too, I think Miles just touched on it. I'm, they're two of our better defenders and really get us going on the defensive end and, and play with the urgency and intensity we need down there. And that's why they're consistently in the lineup.
0: I feel like they're growing. I feel like the team. I feel like the team is growing. And you, everybody has mentioned the word consistency. How do you get more consistent? How can you work on consistency? How does that? How do you establish that as a coach and as a program?
5: I think you just demand it in practice every day and try to build the best habits you can in practice every day. And we, we talk about that a lot. Uh, one of the my favorite things I like to say, see, David already knows. What's he going to say,
0: David? Let's let David finish. What's he going to say?
5: About it's, habits.
7: It's either you, uh, nah, you got to make good habits. I just know you're going to say something like that. Or it was either you, rise, you don't rise to the occasion, you already go through.
5: Yeah, we, we always talk about how, like, you read, you know, stories about people rising to the occasion in the news, whether it's, And I got to attribute this to one of our longtime coaches, Coach Roger Miller, coached with me, coached the Maroons for a long time at the varsity level, too. And uh, we, we always used to tell the kids, you know, you don't rise to the occasion, you fall back to the level of your habits. And so we just work on making practice tougher than the game so that when it comes to Tuesday, Friday, Saturday night, they fall back to the level of those good habits they established in practice.
0: Sounds familiar. It sounds like John Wooden, he wanted practice to be intense and fast so that when the game came along, it felt everything felt slow and felt easier because they were used to that kind of tough training. Are practices tough? Yes, most definitely. What does he do to make practices tough?
6: I mean, practices, like our last practice one, he said, probably was the best practice of the year. We was running a lot of scrimmages drills where we was on defense for like a long time and then switch to offense because the other team got to play defense too. So running back to back to back with these scrimmage drills is pretty tiring. But on the regular practice base, it's it's also very tiring because we're just constantly running and getting after it, as coach will say.
0: Getting after it, coach, is that is that would that describe your style as a coach? You're one that wants your players to get after it?
5: Yes. Yeah. Try to play with some energy and
0: excitement. All right. Speaking of getting after it, I got to talk about, I got to talk about, I think I'm all talked out. I don't okay. think I got to talk about any, I think I, I don't think I got to talk about anybody else except for you. Yes, sir. One thing I noticed about you is you also play volleyball. Mm-hmm. When'd you get into that? Um, I got into that like my
6: middle school year because my mom, she played volleyball at college and that really inspired me to play too.
0: I think it's a great choice. For a basketball player to get out there and, and play volleyball, jumping, teamwork, competitiveness. What do you think about your basketball players trying volleyball, Coach?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Volleyball, I think, like you said, has, has a lot of parallels with basketball. But we just encourage all of them, as much as possible, play multiple sports. Because we want to steer away from the specialization we see yeah. more and more every year. And because, like you said, those guys are staying in shape and they're competing every single day and, and building those habits we just talked about.
0: Has it been fun for you?
5: Yes, most definitely. Playing with some guys that that don't play basketball,
6: that mainly focus on volleyball is really fun, like getting out there with different people.
0: I feel like West was one of the first schools to have boys volleyball. West and O'Fallon, am I wrong on that? I know I, O'Fallon was. I think was, they were, yeah. So they've had kind of a good tradition there of, of boys volleyball. I think, it's, I think it's cool. I think. I think that we should have had boys volleyball a long time ago. If you ask me. All right, guys. What are you looking forward to the rest of the season? What are you getting better at? Well, I'll put it to you that way. What are you what are you trying to focus on? What are you trying to improve? We're
6: mainly trying to improve like as a team, mostly on that.
0: Well ask Coach, what are we working on?
5: I would say we we talked about consistency, mainly on the offensive end. I think we've we've done a pretty good job buying into our defensive culture. It's just a matter now of playing with confidence on the other end, uh, taking care of the ball, and I think we're taking good shots. We're just uh, sometimes up and down with how we perform on the offensive end, but um, seen some good things the past couple days from a lot of different people in the gym.
0: What do you tell these guys? If you're playing against these type of players three nights a week for three months and you're doing all this to your body – how do you get how do you prepare your guys for that kind of strain mentally and physically? How do they how do they survive that kind of a long physical season? Well, it's
5: definitely an adjustment coming from middle school playing shorter seasons, I think. And I think at the end of the day, the biggest thing we've tried to talk about is like this group has nothing to lose, right? Because we are so junior underclass heavy and everyone expects other teams to be the more physical, talented team, especially in our conference, like you said, with how loaded it is again this year. So we just got to play with some some reckless abandon and and understand we don't have anything to lose. You
0: know, you got off to a fast start. I'm looking at the the Muhammad Seymour win, like we talked about, good win over Danville. You guys started off, what were you, 4-0, 5-0?
5: Yeah, 4-0. We won the, the Lincoln Thanksgiving tournament that we played in against, yeah, some pretty good, the Mount Zion team we beat in the championship. I think we're their only loss right now. By a point. Right, yeah, and that was a, I think we were down seven with a minute and a half to go, and came back.
0: What'd you learn about your team that night?
5: Uh, that we're resilient. We're resilient. Uh, we're a tough group. We also preach all the time that it's okay to be the smaller team if you're the tougher team. And many nights we are the smaller team, like we talked about size wise. But you got to find ways to out tough people, and they've they've shown they can do that.
0: And you got a tough schedule coming up. You got to yeah. play Alton East, uh, arguably the best team in the St. Louis area. Edwardsville again, O'Fallon, and how do you mentally get ready for that? Just take it day by day, win what's in front of you. Do all those teams play differently? Or do they play a very similar style of basketball? Oh, no, definitely,
5: I think you see with again the level of competition in our conference. I think everybody coaches to their strengths and their personnel and yeah, very very different styles that we're gonna see here this next week.
0: Is it possible that a state champion can come from the Southwestern Conference this year in basketball?
5: I, I think it's always a possibility. I mean the one year from our conference right and
0: us and uh Eastside. And lewis yeah because it seems like i don't know if the top level because it's too early to tell but in terms of depth again i just i don't remember a year this deep in terms of this many teams being this good across the area and i don't i don't know all right guys what class are you most looking forward to tomorrow because here's the thing you're going to be able to go to a teacher and say, you know what? I talked about you last night on a podcast. So you got to think carefully, choose wisely, choose wisely, because you want to choose the right teacher, who maybe is going to like be like, oh, that's nice, David. and I might even give you some extra credit for that. All right, who wants to go first?
6: Um, I know I'm pretty confident on this. I'll pretty say, I'll pretty much say PE. I love PE because I I like Ooh, being in the weight room and stuff you know, like a real that. Class. <laughs> I know, but like, it's it's still on my schedule, and I I look it's forward to going to be even though it's, it's second hour. Well, that's good. That's Pretty good. I'm, I'm
0: glad day. you're looking forward to it, but I, I don't. I doubt you need extra credit, averaging 14 points a game. But I, I still appreciate your
7: answer, David. My U.S. history class. That's there my, you go. That's my yeah. favorite teacher.
0: Who is it? Miss Rowe. All right. I won't tell Miss Menorick you said that. You don't have her this year, though, do you? Because right. I know her from I know her from tennis. All right. Should I ask you what class you're looking for you would you teach anything oh, besides American lit?
5: uh no I juniors all day, so three traditional level classes, two honors classes <laughs> same class all day long,
0: Yes. at least it's only one prep, but you said you got two levels it. yeah find so ways to mix it up,
7: yeah, you don't get bored in there coach no, never how can
0: you picture coach getting bored David yes <laughs> Just because you don't like your English class doesn't no, mean coach. I
7: actually, I actually like my English class, but it's not better than my U.S. history. Got
0: it. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for coming by. I really appreciate it, and uh, I'll be watching you guys this year, and I want you back next year. Maybe we should talk to you about volleyball in the spring. Yes, sir. What are you looking forward to with that volleyball season coming up? Um, What position a, do you play,
6: first of all? I play. I played middle hitter last year, but I don't think I'm going to do that this year. Probably middle and outside hitter.
0: Cool. All right. I have you guys back again next year for sure. Sounds good. Anything else going on in Maroon Country, Coach? No, I think we think got it. Just so. looking just looking forward to that first day with kids. Oh my Absolutely. Community. Yep. So appreciate
5: you having us and what you do for sports in the area.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, big thanks to guests. Dane Walter, Devin Hall, Jurgen Hetner, Lexi Munoz, Coach Schobert, David Marshall Jr., and Miles Liddell. And so. Thanks for partners, Cassens, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, Callaway Home Loans, Keller Williams Marquee, Jab and Ginger Blasting Game, Integrity Spine and Joint Center, Front Office Fiduciary Network, Oakbrook Golf Club, and Rosenthal License and Title Services. Thank you for listening to the Metro East Sports Podcast, We're talking all things sports in the Metro East.